The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Come on! You're listening to Heat Check from Trista Crick, Odyssey's official NBA podcast. Find that wherever you get your podcasts. And live all throughout free agency, summer league, and beyond. Uh, it's literally insane here. I sat down to write this podcast. I had a dozen messages from people who were like, hey, want to see what's up? Where are you, what are you doing tonight? What's your schedule? I don't know. I don't know what my damn schedule is. I'm just trying to keep my head above water here. I'm trying to make content for y'all. I'm trying to solidify interviews for the future. I'm trying to make BetMGM happy. All these things. No... Like, no complaining. There's no complaining here. But this is just what the schedule is. And your girl's not great at time management. So, I got a dozen texts being like, hey, we still on for a hit with Buffalo? No, we're not on with a hit with Buffalo. I'm in Vegas, baby. I haven't even gone to the pool yet. And I've been here fucking almost a week grinding. So, let's talk about, uh... That sounded like a complaint. It wasn't. Um... (laughs) Let's talk about Chet. Uh, Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga, what does he look like? What does he feel? I don't know if they feel, I don't want to know if I feel him up or anything, but like, they want to know what his vibe is. Vibe check. I saw him play yesterday. Uh, I saw him play against the Orlando Magic, who, by the way, sat Paolo Bancaro for what reason? I don't know. Not sure. Uh, that would have been an amazing matchup. A lot of fans wanted to see Josh Giddy out here. Second year player, almost made rookie of the year, made the all rookie team. He's out there balling still. This, this man doesn't need to solidify his role in the NBA. My man, Paolo Bancaro sitting on the bench. Anyway, Chet, people say he's like KD. I don't see it. He just plays like a little bit of a different game to me. Do the fact he's taller his frame, like his actual torso itself, is smaller, right? Like, to me, Chet's got like a 7-4 wingspan, I want to say. Let's look that up. 7-4 wingspan. Let's look. Chet wingspan. 7-6! Holy fuck! Okay, Chet's got a 7-6 wingspan, right? But I, I want to say his chest, like... The non-armed part of the wingspan, I want to say that's maybe a foot. Like I want to say, I want to say, I want to say it's like fourteen inches wide. Not even joking. I might have. I don't even know what that's called. Is that like a chet, like the chest width? I think I have the same chet, chest width as Chet. Like serious. Like not even joking. So his arms, his actual arm length. I mean, you're talking about. His arms are probably almost as tall as me. That's fucking crazy. His arm, I, from his 
shoulder insertion, his armpit to the, his middle finger, is got to be almost four feet long. That's sick. Uh, so I saw him in person for the first time, and I've seen him on TV a lot. And But it's not like having first-hand experience. Like I said about Palo before, you see Palo up close and it's just jaw-dropping. Um, and let's be honest, Gonzaga's system probably didn't use him as well as they could have. He's probably going to be closer in terms of his role and how he's used as the player that we saw him in high school in terms of that role. Timmy was there in Gonzaga and Andrew Nemhart was there in Gonzaga. And Gonzaga's like a... Let me say this politely... They're not a team that's, like, necessarily turning out a ton of pros that are, like, contributing in a meaningful way. They're a college team, a nice college team, a fundamentally sound college team, and a monster that's been successful for a very long time. But they're not giving guys the rock and letting them clear out, clear out, ISO on me, let me give them some buckets. They're not allowing that shit. So... Chet is deserving of being high usage, and he will be. It'll be Giddy getting in the ball, though, too, cutting to the lane. They're a fun fucking team. Shea, Giddy, Chet, Dort. Fuck, that's a squad. Fun. A couple of Canadians on there. So I think Chet could be one of the best North American players, white North American players. I don't know. It's like, oh, why do you have to make it a race thing? It's like... I don't know. There's just not that many white American guys that are balling in the league right now. So Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, John Stockton, I think he's in that group. He's one part guard, one part big, I think. Like, there's parts of his game where he can just go into... It's like he has different modes. It's like a, a car that's got, like, sport mode. And it's got, like, cruise mode. Like, Chet can play a guard. He can pass and handle like he's 6'4". He can pass. He tried to just, in traffic, I saw my man, in traffic, behind the back pass to someone cutting. And I was like, God damn, Chet is, uh, Chet is brave. He has no chill. Then he can go into, into sport mode and just turn into, like, a go-go gadget and turn into a block machine and block someone's shit all the way into the stance. He can do that, like, five, six, seven times a game. Uh, he could get, if he just decided all I'm going to do is just weak side help block, he get probably 10 blocks a game. That's all. Like, is that all he, is, he wanted his role to be, not have the ball in his hand on offense or, or, like, be out on the perimeter guarding guys on defense? He could just focus on that. He would be nasty. But he's better than that. He's bigger than that. He's, he's more versatile than that. He has really good footwork, I think, for a big guy. His handles are super impressive. Like, you have to think, like, his... And his arms are long, but his legs are really long. Like his legs are. There's a long way to go from his fingertips to the ground, boy. And and for whatever reason, he can dribble low. His handles are really smooth. He's got great control. He wants to bring the ball down the court fast, like a like a cheetah or a, or an antelope or a giraffe, just fast. He's so big, but he's barreling down in total control. He wants to get his teammates involved. He wants to pass. Uh, to the open man out in transition, he can be a uh, he can he can pass at the outlet really well. He has the ability to get to his spots really well. Has, like I said, great footwork, but a great bag of tricks. Has some turnaround packages, layup packages are a, a little bit um, fundamental, but he's impressive. He's really impressive. Of course, I'm going to be concerned and curious about how he's going to go up against guys like Embiid, guys like Giannis, but. He's going to get into the weight room 
and he's going to get stronger. He's going to get bigger. And you know what? Like I said, he's tough. He's not backing down from nobody. He's part of, you know, he's for the culture. He's for the culture. It's shockingly agile as well. Lasting impression that I have from Chet in two summer league games is that he and Josh Giddy are going to be so fun. There's like already a natural connection. You know that Josh Giddy played in summer league just for Chet. And when you add Shea and Dorton in the mix, like, okay, sees your league pass team of the year. Is he rookie of the year? I don't know. Considering his odds dropped from plus 475 on draft night to plus 360 after his first summer league game, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say he's going to shock the world. He's going to be someone to keep your eye on for that. Probably don't want to wait too much longer, though. Uh, another player that executives are gushing about is Josh Primo. Not a household name. He's a San Antonio Spur. He is. He was taken 12th in the draft last year, and a ton of people were like, huh? Media members were like, where did he come from? Did you guys reach? They thought that, you know, a lot of people said that they reached for him. He was the youngest player taken in the draft. I think he was 19 when his uh, first when he had his first game. Lit up the summer league until he got COVID this year. He showed why even at 19. So he was 18 last year. That's fucking nuts, man. One executive told me that they would have happily, their team would have happily snatched up uh, Josh Primo. And let me just say this. This team's got plenty of guards. Like, they they have plenty of guards on this squad, and they would have loved to have Josh Primo. Uh, he's a combo guard, but his, his best skill probably is his passing ability. He can get anywhere on the floor. He can get to his spots. He can run an offense. And, and you can tell that the game is very slow for him. He has a really good pace for the game, really good court awareness, and... I think that San Antonio and their three draft picks in the first round this year, plus him, they're going to be really, really interesting to watch. Uh, moving forward, guys, that we haven't seen in a minute, and we finally get to see him. Hasn't played in two fucking years. My man James Wiseman. <sighs> He's still kind of a deer in headlights a little bit. He is. But I love him. He's a, a good kid. He's gotten bigger for sure. His body looks healthy. He's put on a ton of weight in a great way. He's still a tad tentative, I think, going up to the rim, trying to draw contact. Getting rebounds is tough for him because of that. You can just tell he's not really trying to get his body hit. Uh, his three-point shot, though, looks really good. I think he could be a guy that plays on the perimeter. The problem, though, with that is he's not really needed on the perimeter, right? He's got Steph. He's got Clay, He's got Poole. He's going to have probably some other folks out there that are going to shoot. I mean, he's got uh, Dante DiVincenzo now on his team. But he's still young. He does not look particularly brave in order to get his body in the mix. Uh, so rebounds are – he had two rebounds in his summer league game. When you're seven feet tall and you get two rebounds in a fucking game, we got some stuff to talk about. Um, a lot of chatter about LaMelo. Everybody talks about LaMelo when they talk about Wiseman because that was the player that the, the Warriors uh, selected over LaMelo. And we're going to find out in due time who was the better pick. It feels like LaMelo right now, but a lot of this is need versus talent. So uh, they got what they wanted in the summer league. Uh, they, got, they got what they wanted in the draft, and now we're just going to have to see how his development progresses. Good thing he's on one of the best development teams in the league. All right, guys, I have to hit the rest of Summer League. So I'm going to give you my thoughts on Jalen Hardy, Ben Matherin, Keegan Murray. By the way, Jalen Hardy, you're going to see him today. A lot of excitement about him. People are saying he's a sleeper of this draft, G League night guy. Uh, he ends up going to Dallas. Ben Matherin uh, in Indy, 
Keegan Murray, who has taken over um, Jaden Ivey, and some of the others that I haven't discussed yet. Jaden Ivey looked pretty good, a little out of control. I think I said that before. Um, he actually, I want to say, hurt his back and is out for the rest of Summer League, so I can't see any more of him. Um, but we will discuss more 